Hello and welcome to Connection Podcast. I'm Eloise Skye, Certified Bad Bitch, here to bring a little more connection into the world through conversations about what it means to connect and be connected in a world that is so often disconnected. I am so excited to welcome to the show Fiona Yen, aka Fizzy. Fizzy is a ray of sunshine, plant lady, food blogger, and can frequently be found at the markets around Brisbane selling plants with a side dose of her intuitive magic, because I can tell from your heart, Fizzy, that you want nothing more than to help people bring magic into their lives. Uh, we are connected through one of my school friends, um, you know, at a time when I just moved back from London to Brisbane. And I was really struggling to find uh, to find my feet and to find like-minded people. So I'm so happy that we've met. Um, we've spoken a couple of times. I don't know a whole lot about you, but I'm really excited to dive in and connect with you in this conversation today. Hello, Eloise. I'm so excited to talk to you. And finally, we're actually really connecting and working together. Was I've been trying to do this for ages and ages and ages. Um, how we met is like you, you came to my uh, pop-up shop. And you came back from London and your friend told me who just opened the cafe and we were just right next door to that cafe. So you came and running in one night time where my it was like a, a, a Friday night that night and I was just sitting there waiting for people to come in to buy plants. And it's so funny, the what you said, you just arrived from like, you know, coming home and stuff. I just got off uh, a job, like we were like, it was during COVID, wasn't it? Mm. It was during that, yeah, and I got stood down from my old job, which is a travelling job, because there was no travel, so I decided to open a plant shop. Then suddenly I want to get more networking, like uh, doing more mindfulness, and you were doing a bit of mindfulness that time, like uh, the gong meditation when I got to know you back then, those days, you know want to connect it with you but then some reason there there was a reason like I know that we couldn't connect that moment but then that moment that I was waiting for like three years until I got onto this podcast I just want to say congratulations for doing this it's a big thing a real big thing Thank so you. back on track again so when you walked in through the door right um I feel energy I feel energy from anything I touch from a table, chair, or even um, people coming in and people in the room. So when you walked in, it's like an angel flowing in. It's like your color was white when you walked in, but you're always in a pumping mood. You're always going here and then, here, there. And I'm going, oh my goodness, this girl is so lovely. You just came and talked to me and everything. And then you only had like less than, you know, half an hour to see my plants and you rushed to see your friend at Indrapilly. You came mm. to Macrovad and then drove all the way to Indrapilly. Mm. But I just want to, I'm very grateful and thankful for meeting you because mm. you're such a lovely, 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 lovely Eloise, you as a person. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, this is kind of um, actually kind of a segue for like, one of the things that I think we want to talk about is that like when you're on the same vibrational frequency as someone, you, you see them, you see the magic in them because you, it resonates with you. Yes. And it's like, and that applies to nature. Like, so back at that time I was doing more sound immersions and gong baths and 
the way that a sound bath and a sound immersion works is the sound waves synchronize to your brain waves so they go in resonance with each other um in in synchronization you can see all of these videos on like youtube and and various other places where they'll like set the the hands of a clock and then they'll all sync up like it's this like resonance um of things kind of coming into sync with each other um that is really beautiful and and when we do that when we find those people it's actually very healing as well i think because it can kind of affirm and validate what you're doing and you can see the good in other people as well as as well as it being reflected back into yourself but how long did you do the gong meditation for before you changed your mind doing other stuff um so i do still do a little bit of it because i've still got my gongs um and there's a bowl behind me. I did the gongs. I did my training in Poland in 2016, I think it was. Wow. And then I was I was doing the gong baths in London. What I found is that so I the ones I was doing in London, I was doing like two or three a week. Um and then doing my own events as well. But when I came back to Brisbane, like it was it was just a strange time. And I think that I I didn't really I wasn't really prepared to go all in hosting my own events because I, I I didn't I didn't have like the energy or the real true desire to be marketing and promoting and trying to fill a room of people to come to these events so now I do private ones at my house um, and I also do events um, on Insight Timer as well. Well, I, I do recordings for Insight Timer. Wow. Yeah. Well, with your connection, must be what you were doing. You were like the energy was coming through was so strong that I felt your inner peace as well, like everything coming through. And uh, for me, for connecting with people and the spiritual world, I feel colors and mm. I feel the warmness if that person is a nice person or, or, or you know what I mean, you know, yeah. I don't want to say anything bad, but, you know, yeah. the, like I see people not, like nice people, like I can't be in a room full of crowds because mm. I feel like I'm floating in the air because it's too much energy around me. Um, like, for example, um, I, I, I grew up with this connection with spiritual world and then my grandma told me when I was a baby when she babysitting I actually um giggle and talk with you know up in the air I hope you understand what I'm saying <laughs> like talking to nobody in the air yeah yeah, yeah because there was so many like uh angels and ancestors was um around me but as you grow up you seem to lose seeing these things but I can feel things and also uh when my grandma passed away five years ago um I know my grandma was gifted and I have a feeling she gave a bit more of that gift where to understand the connecting energy around me and I get a lot of ancestors um messages through through my dreams and sometimes it just pops out in my head with all mm-hmm. the connections so um for example um my friend was going through a really 
bad time and she had she doesn't know it she's gonna go through that process as my bestie and then my bestie's gonna listen hi bestie (laughs) so what happened was uh uh three years ago um I felt this energy of her that something's going through really bad and I keep sending her present you know when you when you feel like someone's not feeling well you keep sending flowers or keep treating her and sending her plants then that moment that time I I felt like there's something wrong and I can't tell her because I know that something in the future is going to bad but she went through um uh uh like she's a mum right and she's a good mum going through experience with her uh teenager son where it she's trying to resolve a lot of things for that three years and then I've learned that when you're connecting that person so close to you you should leave it alone and then Mm -hmm. it's not your problem because you can feel all the uh, feelings through her her through her soul her brain and everything so I've learned to let it go and then let her do her thing because the universe is telling her what is to learn from life does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does because it's like you need to have kind of those energetic boundaries. I mean, it sounds like you're very, very dialed in. You need to have those energetic boundaries for people to be able to have the experience that they need to experience and to be able to do what they're going to do. I actually have a similar thing with it's usually only my romantic partners where like once we get really close, then I know. Wow. I know everything. And that can be really hard, right? Yes. Because you know when they're having second thoughts about you, you know, like, but at the end of the day, right, like nothing that you say or do is going to change that because that's that's part of your story together. But that that is so hard to control your feelings because – you just want to do something, but they can't know what's happening to the future. Was they learning, and you can't the the things that you can't control, you learn to let go. Yeah, because uh, it took me three years to learn to do this, which is so hard. Um, and then my friend, my bestie knows that I have this gift, and my bestie goes, "I'm okay. Just let me go through what I'm going through." And then it took me three years to wait for her to settle down, come back and everything. And then her son's grounded and everything and then she's grounded now. So the happy family. So it, 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 it's, it's because the people you love, you just can't, you have to control your emotionals. And then I can't send flowers to everybody who's going through things. It's, mm. yeah, or, you know, uh, my, my hubby goes, who are you sending things again? <laughs> he had to stop me. He goes, I know you send a lot of flowers to people, but you need to stop because yeah. I can't provide too many flowers to each person in, in your the people who you connect with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, you, like that lesson of we can only control how we're relating to a situation. We can't control anything that's outside of us. You know, yeah. even like, it's like things that are happening outside aren't making us feel a certain way. Like, yes, we might know things. We might have certain information, even if it's psychic information, but it's up to us to, to have that understanding of being able to let go of expectations and, um, 
you know, what, what we want to happen and just understand that things are going to happen as they need to happen and giving people space, um, you know, especially yes. in my situation with my partners, it's like giving them the space to work out whatever it is that they need to work out. Yes. And if they come back, they come back. If they don't, they don't. But you're very strong the way you deal with it, Eloise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Fizzy, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> because I have trouble, even though they're, they're friends, you know, close friends who you love. It, it's like, you know, you, you slap them across the wrist. Stop it, Fizzy. You can't do that, you know. But I need to hide somewhere to go, no, you can't do this. You can't, you know, send too much love to everybody. Um, so I've got another story about connection. Love to hear it. <laughs> What's happening is that uh, one of my friends uh, been trying a baby for so long and then mm-hmm. uh, her, you know, when you've gone through that halfway stage having a baby, it's, you build a relationship connection with your baby and yourself as a mother. And then one of my friends um, uh, couldn't have the baby. so. She need to like pop the baby out and let it go, so mm-hmm. it passed away. So what happened was right. I I'm, I'm close to that friend as well, and I have connection. And what what happened was that uh, I was waiting for the time for her to, you know, cremate the baby and uh. Uh, have a funeral but then I waited for the six months she didn't do anything and I didn't want to ask her because it's her time to uh, grieve and uh, you know do her thing then Mm. one day um, I had a I had a very vivid dream that her baby came to see me and then her baby um, it's so funny I'm in a Chinese culture I speak two languages, but this baby spoke in English to me. So, and then mm-hmm. um, the baby was uh, in the mother's arm, passed the baby to a person who's wearing white, and then the angel took it away. It's like an angel nurse. And then the baby said to me that, um, uh, You tell my mom and dad that I'll be back and just tell them not to worry. So, after that, right, I told my friend. It was full moon too. I remember it was Oktoberfest. It was uh, mm-hmm. two years ago. And then what happened was that um, I told her during that full moon Oktoberfest and they explained and then she said, yep, no worries. Then she got pregnant six months later. Very exciting. Mm. And then what happened was that um, I had another dream from the baby as well and I can see exactly what she looks like and exactly what they bought a new home and it was exactly the same thing and I told her and when the baby was born I was like stunned mullet I I looked at the baby I got you look exactly in my dream and also she didn't tell me that she bought a big house and she bought a big house yeah like the connection of the spiritual world which blows your mind where you go oh my god you know things that happens to your friend you're connected to the spiritual world where um that you know inside your heart it's hard to explain but it's all this feeling inside that rumbles Mm -hmm. that you can't tell everybody this but then 
you have to tell that person specifically who understand what's going what they're going through mm, mm. and there's so much more going on than what we can comprehend and what we can imagine I mean like stories like that for me because I've like obviously been in this world of kind of everything um for like for like a really long time like I've always believed in this stuff but some people are so skeptical but like you can't you can't make it up and why would you No, I can't make it up at all because all these things is coming like true you know and then Mm -hmm. wherever I say it just comes true when when it for for their eyes yeah yeah and then the evidence is in front of you when I say they're skeptical when they look at me but when it comes out go wow you 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 can see this stuff but then I I try not to scare my husband a lot because although when I've been growing up I see a lot of like um the what's the way to say it not not like you know passed away children in front of people's house spirits? yeah spirits oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and I see them that I understand clearly if you remain your child it stays in the house but if you don't have a funeral they they don't go to the spirit world does that make sense okay I didn't know yeah that. so they actually it, I try not to see a lot of kids um or babies in front of the house because they're standing waiting to do what the next mm. step so when you cremate a baby and then put it in your house it I feel like you're supposed to go and have a funeral because then they can be free to the spiritual world where they need to get to okay that aspect of ceremony yes that's right just to you know like you don't not not like a sad ceremony like a celebration where they go to yeah it's that that like ritualistic rite of passage I'd I'd never heard of that before but that makes sense I mean you know in so many cultures there is that marking of the transition between life yes yes I, I see a lot of deaths usually yeah and they send messages to me the connection of the spiritual world yeah. Um, well, ironically, as you're telling that story, my baby has just come and joined me, and Aceto is. Yeah, is I saw that. <laughs> and he's just put his tail in my cup of tea. So. Um. <laughs> so ridiculous. He doesn't even notice, and my tea is hot. Uh, did but, you burn um, and- the tail? No, but it's wet. I think it, you can't quite see it, but it's. <laughs> oh, no, for a kid. And so, is that is that still the case with adult funerals, or is it only for kids? Like that that um, that they will stay around if they don't. That's have right, because it took me a long time to figure out why I see us. Uh, spiritual kids around on different homes and I can see what what they're wearing and how old they are which sometimes when I was younger in my 20s it was freaking me out but as I got older I understand why because if you remain the the child and then leave it at your home I feel it's the spirit is there you're not letting go their spirit to go somewhere else but that's my theory because I've been growing up and then watching all these spirit children where they're going and then mm-hmm. um in my markets right I do uh crystal reading like people don't know they're thinking they're turning on a vending machine <laughs> for two dollars <laughs> I'm in practicing yeah, yeah. my crystal reading and then I do mm-hmm. get like a lot of stunned mullet looking at me when I tell them where it is 
And then I I had a lady one day um, going, um, oh, Fizzy, I overheard you uh, talking to that guy. Do you have a gift? I said, yeah, I do, yeah. Um, can I can I ask you, you know, something? I said, you can ask me in silent and I can work it out. So I took out mm-hmm. the manifest cards and my manifest cards, I, I, I found um, them called Knock Knock. They're from America and they're very like subtle. It's not like very in-depth, you know, you know, you see skeletons and stuff. Mine's like bright and like uh, like normal day sort of thing. So I turned, like I shoveled the cards, I let her pick the cards and then she goes to me, like start crying when she picked the card and I said, are you okay? And she goes, I've just lost my baby and I couldn't, you know, and then I didn't ask, I never asked a full story because my cards would give them answers. And then I gave them the card and then she goes, oh, my God, um, uh, it's so hard because it's it's very sad. Um, mm. Like she goes to me, I, I know I lost the baby, but I know what to move forward to do. And then I asked um, the person that I haven't seen that lady again, I said, what happened next? And then she goes to me, um, she's going to have a baby on her own, like by herself. Then I've noticed that, you know, as being a woman in your 40s, a lot of, or 30s, um, it becomes a single mother and goes and get uh, donors, sperm donors to be a single mother because I've seen so many around in my markets while I'm working. When I work in the markets, it's open eye when I see life. You don't see the world is yeah. so big and round. You always see the world yeah. so flat. So I, I'm just saying that when I go to the markets, I hear so much stories and um, and see a lot of things more in this modern days, this decade, where this generation being a woman has become a powerful woman. You don't need a man to have a child anymore. And then she literally left the partner and just go and have a child on her own. And I've got, oh, my God, how powerful is that? Yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot of that is happening. And, um, you know, I think it kind of leaves a lot of men wondering what their role is. Right. Because, we, I mean, we don't need people to provide for us financially. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, we're all financially dependent. Um, we're a lot more opinionated. Yes. We're not going to like, you know, if someone wants to enter my life, they need to be making a positive contribution to it because my life is pretty great as it is. You have a beautiful life, I tell you. <laughs> I know. I'm blessed. I'm I love where you're living as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm very lucky. I had a moment that uh, I think it was last week where I was just really soaking in that gratitude because so much of the time, you know, we're thinking about all of the other things, but then we have those moments where it just really clearly lands of how much we have to be grateful for. And it really, like you really feel it in your body because a lot of the time we can be like, I know everything's great. I should be grateful, blah, blah, blah. But when you really feel it in your heart, it's very, very, very special to have those moments and to really suck them up and it's not something that you like I personally feel like gratitude journaling is not going to get that real authentic moment Mm. of appreciation 
because for me, gratitude journaling can feel like a little bit forced mm. in some ways. And even um, I think I was having a conversation with someone at some point because, you know, people are all on about like the morning routine, do yeah. this, do your gratitude journaling, like drink the water, exercise, meditate, all the things. It's like, firstly, feeling like you have to do all those things is only going to put pressure on you. And if you're in a dark place, the last mm. thing you need is more mm. pressure on you. And if you're trying to grab uh, journal on 10 things um, to be grateful for and you can't think yeah. of them, then again, that's like hitting up this yeah. resistance. So I don't do gratitude journaling. I just, I try to remind myself when I'm doing specific things, like when I'm locking up my yeah. house at night, I'm so grateful for my home and I'm so grateful for my life. Um, but this, this moment I had last week, it was just mm. full body yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Was forcing yourself doing that is like you must do it, do it now. You can't graduate—not mm. graduate—gratitude uh, things all at once. It, it's it's a life going mm. thing. Like uh, mm. I I remember hearing your story on your Instagram when you were at the Airbnb. You were doing trying to write your gra- your gratitude book. <laughs> oh, yes. my acknowledgement! My acknowledgement <laughs> to myself. Yes. Yeah, that was that was an exercise that my breathwork teacher assigned me where I had to every day for a week write down 10 things that I acknowledged about myself, um, which is which is really powerful. And I totally could understand the benefit of it, but I it was it was so hard. You can usually get like three and then the last seven is so hard and particularly like the last three three or four are like pulling teeth and you're like, oh, what do I acknowledge about myself? But the point of the exercise was that, so I did them for a week. And then when I went back to see her the following week, um, I actually had to read them out loud to her. Wow. Um, Which was powerful, you know, to say those things. Because, I mean, it's one thing to journal something on a piece of paper, but I had to say them out loud to her. And what was interesting was doing the 10, so there were 70 statements all up. What she was really looking for was like the Mm. themes that came up about what I'm grateful for or even like, or no, what I acknowledge about myself because some of them were, were positive and some of them were like negative. I don't really like using that word, but I think sometimes it's yeah. just an easy word to use. Um, you know, some of the things that were like celebrating myself and some of the things were like, yeah, I acknowledge that sometimes I'm like this or sometimes I do these things. Um, so noticing what the themes were um, in those. But anyway, that was just to fill people <laughs> in with, with what the exercise was. So, yes. Karen, when I need to catch every life, I love to go to your stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I try to keep you do. You do entertain me a lot. <laughs> I talk absolutely no it's not nonsense at all it's like days of my life i literally (laughs) oh i i finished i finished netflix let's go to eloise story it's the best time and i do learn things from you in life as well which you are my life coach that's that's why i follow you good good good. i I am i am after after what you just said i actually written a quote to go um it's from um Mm -hmm. hafez h-a-f-e-z hafez uh we're we are Mm -hmm. a people who need to love because love is a soul's life love is simply creation's greatest joy so it's funny thing Mm -hmm. what you talking about gratitude is that do you spend enough time loving your life or are you grateful 
you know, life, you know, some people go through life before they start their awakening, right? So it's like mm. you and I have been through different journeys in different stages, but we started in the same time journey when you came back from London and when I got stood down from my job and we found something what we love to do. So it's not pressure by like life on frustration, stress, you know, on not loving life. At that time when I started my pop-up shop, I, you know, I gratitude and grateful that I was stood down and going to a direction that I love where I want to do stuff mm. to help people, help people to know where to direct, connecting people in the spiritual world where they need to go. You get a lot of sceptical people. Mm. But I have one lady from the market just suddenly, this is was two weeks ago, uh, Sunday, she's not from Brisbane, and she said, oh, I'm from New South Wales somewhere, did a road trip, came down, and she goes, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm just looking at your stuff. <laughs> I say, and then she saw my crystal mach- my, uh, vending machine, and then she goes, oh, crystals, mm. and then she paid me $2, and then I turned and they explained her future sort of thing and her life and she looked at me like a stun mullet and I gave her <laughs> the little package he goes can you do my whole family <laughs> so yeah, so my wow. crystal reading is really really good deal where to practice to literally spiritual connecting people but she didn't know why she was here so I'm guessing a lot of people question their life and learning stuff about themselves where they come in and get the answers yeah, and that can be like the first little way to dip your toe in because even though I've always like believed in this stuff, I like took the detour down the corporate mm. path where I wasn't really like connected to it um, and then started getting back into I mean, I've been reading tarot since I was like probably mm. 13 or 14 um, and but put it down for a long time. And then I would have these experiences, even when I was like in my corporate life, not involved in, with any of this at all, where I'd be like, oh yeah, cool. Like, let's, let's see. And I'd be like, that's crazy. But like, but I knew, I always knew because I believed and I always knew even before then, I would just like took a, took a little detour down another path and have ended but up you, back here. You, because being a human being, right, we've learned to go, go to school, you know, go to work, mm. uh, nine to five job, you know, and then you go and uh, retire, have kids, retire, you know, doing all those stuff. But but you realise yeah. as you grow up you don't need to do those things because you need to do things what makes you happy in life. Happiness is yeah. the most important thing. If you don't have happiness, then there's no life. That makes sense. It's mm. it's it's like, uh, for me, like I've been married for twenty two years, and I've been trying to have children, and I've learned that mm. finish high school, go to uni, find a job, get married, and have kids. That's a real realistic for mm. being a woman, right? So you thinking, okay, I'm gonna try and have kids, realizing, oh, I didn't even think that I don't have to have kids in my life because life is 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 you're thinking you have kids will make you happy but it's not that's not really thing it's a it's a traditional that you must have kids you know 
or you must to have to get married. Life has changed. So it, it's like ha- trying having mm. a baby is the hardest thing because you're thinking, oh, I'm going to like have fun and practice with my husband and then I'll pop a baby out. <laughs> but that doesn't work that way. <laughs> you have to go through to doctors and stuff. So I've been going through IVF, popping pills, injecting stuff. My husband's been... um putting sperms in cups, you know, that's not a very enjoyable thing to try a baby for the last 15 years. So I I feel like if you being a woman and you can't have kids, it's fine. You just talk to your partner in Mm. crime, your husband or your partner, whoever, and, and, uh, you know, whatever you agree, you just need to be happy. And then because I've tried to have a baby so many times, and I'm a motivator. I like I when I want something, I go and get it. But realizing your body is your uh, what what people call it like a a, a treasure, a temple. That's the word. <laughs> I didn't treat my body like a temple. I actually lost my two tubes. Mm-hmm. I've uh, literally mm-hmm. lost my mojo and lost happiness. And then uh, and also you have to remember when you. You you think your your ovary is like a machine to to build eggs and and do stuff, and then your husband's trying to like give you sperm. It, I have to remember my husband as well because he is feeling the same way as I felt. We both got really frustrated, and then the time my husband goes, "Do you think do you think if we don't have kids, it's okay? Because I'm worried about your health because you're losing all these organs," and and I'm going. Mm. Oh, because I go to the hospital every year and then uh, uh, you're in the hospital in emergency for two, three hours in your life and then you sort of feel like you're wasting your time. Not wasting your time, you know. You you feel like you're losing time because you need to check up your body to make sure everything's okay and the part of the embryo or you're creating the baby is okay. And when he lost a heartbeat, your your world just tumbles down. But you need to remember, being a woman, you need to, like, how many times are going to try it and then give yourself, if you can't do it, just don't do it because you're not a machine. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was autopiling each year, get pregnant twice a year, you're fluctuated mm-hmm. and you you're trying to eat clean. You're thinking you're eating something wrong and you're losing a baby, but it's not your fault at all. The, it just happens in life that you're not meant to have kids. And my grandma is gifted. And then she told me 10 years ago, you know what? You don't need kids. You don't need to try. I didn't understand that back in those days until when grandma passed away, I got, oh, I should have listened to grandma because she knew and she can predict you know, you can't have kids. Just stop. Just enjoy mm. life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because how much of like the – the and this, yeah, this might apply to making a baby. This might apply to like trying to get a promotion, trying to get a career, trying to like do all the things, trying to find like a partner even. How much do like the process of trying to find the thing that we think is going to make us happy – Yes. can create so much misery for us. Yeah, yes. And for the people yeah. around us. Even as well. like if um you know when when ever you know 
when everyone gets married at the same time or everyone have kids at the same time, you you sort of like mm. you don't want to go to the hands party or you don't want to go to the baby shower. You got like ten baby shower in one year. What the you know? You when you're trying a baby, mm. you don't want to like focus and you don't want that jealousy to come out. You don't want all these feelings start brewing in. You need to like like for me, when I first see you, you came in my best life when I start letting go things. Letting go, letting go having a baby, mm. start enjoying life, start celebrating people's um life, you know, celebrating Eloise having a podcast and then celebrating, you know, little things that I, I, I feel like when you're trying to do something the best you want to do and you can't have it, you need to actually stop because you, your body is your temple and also your mind and your husband's mind is uh, mindfulness as well. Mm. Do you feel like, cause I don't really know that much about your backstory, but when around the time when you started to let go of that, was that when you leaned more into this kind of creative side with the plant business? Like, like you strike me as someone who's very entrepreneurial. Um, was that kind of, you know, almost shift the focus on creating something. Yes, that is, that it is was. It was a huge shift. I literally dropped everything down and going, right, I need to start my life. I want to focus on just me and my husband. I want to focus on my husband's mindfulness as well, not only mine but the whole family. Like um, it, mm. it's like it's so funny. When you started your journey and my journey at the same time, I literally – let go and my energy came back as back to connection I was connecting things back was I had to go to psychologists to figure out what am I doing why I've got angry management why I'm not this then at the end it was like not loving myself at all it was all about loving myself because being that Asian family you always learn to focus on goals you must be a millionaire Mm -hmm. you must have the best Chinese restaurant you must have uh, straight A's at school you know I was like learning things my mum tells me you need to do this need to do that they're thinking hold on what I need to know what I want because now my mum goes to me like I'm I'm proud of you you know you're doing stuff what you love Mm -hmm. not doing stuff that you must do in life so you need to hear yourself that if you don't want to if you I know you want to do it but if you can't do it on a certain point just don't do it and you've learned something Mm. what you've can't do then you move on to the next thing to do I I felt like if I didn't I didn't waste my time but I learned something the past 15 years that I should have like stopped halfway like like 40 mm. is my favorite years I'm 40 I'm 46 and I'm you know another few years I'm ready to celebrate 50 years old you know I, I just you need to celebrate things yeah. little things that's why there's so many quotes up there remind you what you need to understand in life was you not hearing things when you when you're awake, you're mm. literally like, oh, really? This is what I need to do. It's like like a big dong in your head. Mm. 
and I mean, this, this isn't the case for everyone, but I certainly know a lot of people who have been trying to have babies and then it is like the second they let yeah. go of it, that is yeah. when it happens because that is a more fertile environment for that, um, you know, well, that alignment yes. as well. Yes. The soul to come in uh, to your body. Um, and, and whatever our journey is, is our journey for whatever we need to experience and learn, but that's we need correct. to be enjoying the journey. So like with what you're saying that it's like you wish that you'd you'd stop sooner. Um that is um it's okay. <laughs> sorry, I just dropped something a lot my thought. Um that you wish that you'd stop sooner. Um that was like at the point maybe when you stopped enjoying the process, when it just became yes. you know, a heavy burden. But that's hard. It's hard yes. for us. Like our ego I've is what attaches to ego. these goals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the ego is not a bad thing, but it can really like mm. not service in a lot of ways. Um, so, you know, we never want to completely disown it, but it can do more harm than good. And even like the things that your parents say of like, you know, you need to get a job, you need to get this, you need yeah. to get that. It's coming from a place of love. Like we need to understand no. that they're not trying to make us <laughs> totally. <laughs> But I think many of us have the realization where we're like, these things are not yes. the things that are going. To it's make what might make my parents happy, but realizing that I'm walking my footpath. Mm. You know, when you're when you're turning at age, you know, twenty five, that your parents starting to let you go. You know, then that's when you need to think mm. of understanding yourself. You know, this generation kids now seem to be more knowledgeable than us back in my generation where <laughs> I followed my mum and oh, dad's yeah, rules, you know, <laughs> you must do this, you go do that. But I've learned that it's not my parents' fault. It's my inner peace, my inner love, my inner, you know, freedom, all this stuff. It's not because I didn't have freedom. It's I'm not giving myself freedom. That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, and we're not really taught that the most important thing is our yeah. love for ourselves, right? Because because when we're like looking outside of us and trying to meet other people's expectations of us, all these external expectations like having the kids and getting the job and things, it's not necessarily fueling our soul. And also if you don't love yourself, if you don't have self-worth that is sourced from within – then you're going to get those things and you're still not going to feel fulfilled. You're still going to feel empty because those things are not That's the things right. that are going to actually give you I that. just love you, Eloise, the way you just said it. <laughs> you filled my heart and my heart's bothering right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank but, thank but you, you know, Back to the things that I've learned for the past years. I've got a quote from the Lord of Attraction for back to the um, energy. Like it says, demonstrate how we create Mm -hmm. the things, events and people that come into our lives. Our thoughts, feelings, words and action produce energies, which in turn attracts like energies. Negative energies that attracts negative energies and positive energy attracts positive energy. And I really like to go back three years ago when I saw you, I feel like I really attract positive energy, which is you. And then although you don't, 
know me that well. I know you because I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I overexpose myself like, on the internet I, constantly. <laughs> so, yes, so people I do know me well. The journey of your life is like I'm learning I'm learning your life. Like I don't compare, but I'm going, that's what people going through, not only opening my own eyes, but seeing through other people's eyes as well, what they think. And I love what you do because you really teach people, life coaching people the way, you know, you put stories in, you teaching me as well how to be, how to look after mm. myself, how to love myself and it really reconnects me. And then that why I love being in this podcast, no one talks about connection but you. <laughs> You're number one. You are. I'm trying. Received, <laughs> you know, you posted on a story and I'm so happy that I happened to connect during that story, quickly type my email in. Eloise is doing podcasts. And mm. it is, I'm grateful and I'm gratitude that I'm on this podcast because I've actually applied a few and no one got me back except you. <laughs> Thank you, Eloise. <laughs> you, are, you are so welcome. You know, and I just, I want to hear people's stories because I think that connection can mean something to anyone. And like I have quite a few like from when I said like who wants to be on the podcast I have quite a few um guests that are lined up um which has been great because people want to come on and talk about this stuff um but I don't you know it's like there's not yes anyone can talk about connection anyone anyone can come on anyone can I can have these conversations with um with people and we're gonna find really amazing things I'm a huge fan of already like you know, save it on my Spotify. <laughs> I appreciate how much you like promote the the show as well and the things that I do. And, and, you know, I'm really touched by your words because, um, I, you may know, because I said on my stories a couple of weeks ago, like a lot of people seem to be reevaluating their relationship with social media and like what it is that they're doing with it. And, you know, I, I like showing up on my stories and like showing silly things and talking nonsense or, or, and, and think things that, that help people as well. Um, especially since this year, I've really been diving really, really, really deep into my own healing journey and, and showing you guys what I'm up to and what's working for me and what's, what's, what kind of insights my clients are having as well, because not everyone can afford to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, but if I can show you, what it is um you know that that is making people kind of have those realizations then maybe it will land with you as well because you what you're doing you're changing everyone's lives which is so amazing because when people get stuck when I was so stuck I didn't know where to turn to and then you know as you said about social media there's not any connection where everyone's doing silly stuff not silly you know when I was being a foodie I felt like yep I was enjoying my food promoting food make people happy but was it making me happy then realizing hold on I want to do something to change people's lives that I don't need to show on social media for myself but I want to show it on the spot in when they turn that $2 crystal vending machine, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I see people's reaction. When I started the 
manifest cards and then I had when the first year was so strange when I had the manifest cards I didn't have the vending machine yet I I was handing out cards they pick and then they start crying in front of me or they start coming and hug me and then I'm going hold on people just want to know answers they don't need to know if I'm gifted or spiritual whatever they just want to know what's going on in the future but because as you understand, people are fear of the future, but then I always tell everybody, you know, don't stress yourself out. Like um, yesterday is a history, today is uh, a present, and then tomorrow is a mystery. I always tell people that because don't fear, enjoy life right now. Enjoy the moment. I'm enjoying with Eloise right now. <laughs> this is the present moment. Yeah. Well, because anything, anything that we can try to control, you know, people are like, I want to do X, Y, and Z in the next like year or two. Like it's pretty boring. <laughs> if everything goes exactly as you plan it, like where's the excitement? Where is the mystery? Where's the fun? Even if like someone could say, okay, in order to be successful, like this, this, this is what you want to be successful in order to get that you need to do X, Y, Z. We'd be like, eh, that's boring, right? We'd get bored of, of that or we'd mess it up somehow. <laughs> you learn from your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And when you're learning your mistakes, just forgive yourself. Just wipe it off and then move on. But, mm. but I like the few days ago you said in the story about the brain in here where yeah where yeah. you're trying to connect your brain and your heart is yeah a bit hard bringing our awareness of our blocks bringing our awareness of um <laughs> the way that we show up in ways that are not helping us like when we procrastinate like we know it on an intellectual level but if it was truly embodied inside we would be behaving in a different way so in my coaching we do processes that drop that knowledge deeper into the body so that you can act in a different way Mm. right and I mean it's not an overnight process but this is something that I've been doing um anyone that's been following me you know I've been like showing up a lot more in a a more like consistent and direct way because of things that I've experienced through doing, doing this um so that you know, instead of just mindset and trying to like force yourself and like beating yourself up when you're procrastinating and being like, oh, I'm procrastinating again. I need to like stop that and get to work. Mm. It's coming from a place of not even wanting to procrastinate because that's not a way of your being anymore. Mm. The yeah. question I want to know uh, when you were saying in the story, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're working so hard, like Monday to Friday, and then you want to continue, but then you get really tired, but you can procrastinate like a little bit, do you think? Because your body's telling you to rest. <laughs> yeah, so procrastination can be a way of your body telling you that you need to rest. So when you find yourself in that space, right, think, is it more draining to, to be like, oh, I'm procrastinating and I need to do the other thing, like blah, 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 when meanwhile, like you're still not doing anything, you're lying on the couch scrolling social yeah. media for three hours. Yes. Or <laughs> and not avoiding doing the thing that you should be doing. Or to be like, you know what? This isn't happening right now. I'm going to put a movie on for an hour and a half. I'm just going to chill out. My brain can take a vacation 
to to allow it without the guilt, without the all of the the mind games and the mental Olympics to allow yourself that. So when I do that for myself, I'll get like twenty minutes for a movie and then I'll be ready to do do whatever it is that. I that I wanted to do. Wow, that is so clean my head now. I do Take do the that. Off. Oh my god, I do the scrolling for three hours on Instagram. <laughs> so just just try to like be like, okay, what is actually going to nourish me? And honestly, most of the time it's not social media. Like I I do the same thing. I'm not going to pretend that I don't, but it especially for a long time it never energizes me no you get really tired extra tired from scrolling yeah because I think it's because we're bombarded with so much different information on it so it's it's exhausting for our brain so then no we don't want to do anything Uh, so I'm I'm switching off my Instagram and then I'll go straight to the movie and I like that (laughs) yeah put a film on a tv show because like I'm I'm not even some like I don't own a tv like anything I watch is on my computer um and I'm not really into movies. I'm not really into shows, but I'll just usually can find something that I'm like, okay, I'll just watch this. And so, so even though it's not something that I even really enjoy that much, it is just really like relaxing for my brain. To yeah. Just watch Which is better because you're switching off, but then you're not working on social media because you're already always on social media already, always talking to us. Yeah. You may as well switch off internet as well, you know, and just go straight yeah. to the movie. You are yeah. so amazing. You taught me something right now. <laughs> Great. Well, hopefully I taught some, some, you know, hopefully it's had far, far-reaching effects. It has. It um, has. Listening to you well. it, my favourite was three years ago. It feels like we've seen each other three years ago, uh, that you did the online meditation as well, which is amazing. Mm. So are you still doing that yes. you, you, or you stopped that already? So I don't really do – well, I do – what am I trying to say? <laughs> I, I teach meditation on the Insight Timer app. I'll actually drop the link in the show notes. I don't usually drop it in. But um, I have guided meditations on there if you want to um, check out my meditations. I've also got guided sound baths as well with my gongs and my bowls. And then every week – Usually, most of the time, um, on a Saturday, I go live and talk about something. Um, so this week, we spoke about the fear of failure. Last week, we spoke about the fear of people's judgment. So it's usually something I haven't planned next week's yet. I'm just going to wait until I decide what, because I have to do like a write-up of what we're going to talk about. So I haven't decided yet, but when I decide it, I'll be scheduling that in and um We'll just we'll just talk about it, and the community there is really amazing. A lot of the time, it's really interactive, which I love. And you know, I'm just really kind of giving my time to the Insight Timer community. To you know, if anything's alive for anyone that they want to talk about or want coaching on, then we do that. Um, but usually, we we talk about whatever the topic is and do like a little process around that um, or a meditation, which I just love. Wow, that sounds so relaxing. <laughs> and learning yeah, you should do it yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Will, uh, do you do it online only or do I have to come to you no so insight time is online because it's an yeah. app yeah oh um and I do in-person events as I said I do in-person yeah. events at my home um that are like they're yin yoga and sound yeah. immersion which I think you know about I think that's what we we're going to collaborate on together yeah. um back in the day but um yeah I just do them at my home now because then it's like 
I can just tell people to come and they come and I don't have to like take my things. It's very heavy, and... your stuff. I've seen your car is it huge. Is. It <laughs> is. And I mean, that when I was doing it in London, most, unless I was doing my own events, like the studios were already set up with all of the gongs. So I just had to show up. So there is that, there is that element of it. Like I need a roadie. I need like a boyfriend or a roadie <laughs> to carry on. Myself, I think, I think things would be different. Maybe I would have like gone with it. Um, I would have stuck with it a little longer if I had, but what I'm doing now is working for me as well. So I'll let you know next time. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there because I actually, my dream, another bucket list, I need to come to your gong um, meditation because I love sound mm. meditation. Uh, yeah, you would love I would it. love it, but hopefully I won't fall asleep in it. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. Most people do, and some people even snore. It's oh, that's good then. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so I just have a couple of final questions. One of them is like, really, if there is one thing that you could tell our listeners, like about connection, maybe something that you've learned in your life, what would that be? Uh, the connection learning about life is... Um, Okay, I never had trouble connecting with people because I really, since like primary school, grade one and start off, when I'm an empath, so it's hard for me because when when someone need help, I'm always there for them. So, for example, uh, one day in primary school, my friend had a broken back in my day, very young, it was yesterday, <laughs> tape recorder, do you remember tapes? VCRs, so yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, and I try to pull yeah. my VCR out, and then my mom goes, "Where are you going with that?" And I said, "My friend VCR's broken." And then she put me down, goes, "Your friend has a mum and dad. Their mum and dad will fix their VCR. We need our VCR." <laughs> What's your star sign? I think we're um, about this. I'm a Virgo. A Virgo. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Because yeah. you're giving me like definite Cancer and Pisces. Am I? Was I? I'm. I'm a yeah. dragon in Chinese zodiac. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. very. Yeah. A water uh, dragon. I'm a fire dragon. Yeah. Fire. fire water dragon works harder than a fire dragon. <laughs> I'm way too late back. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I so anything anyone needs help for example connection. Uh, a month ago, um, I was um, because some plant shop has my products, so I was dropping some mm-hmm. products, and then a Asian man walked into the store and start talking to me and asked me, "Do I speak their language?" And I said, "Yes, I do." And he goes, "I need your help. I need uh, sixty dollars to get to Newcastle." This was at, in Brisbane, in Nanda. Yeah, yeah so okay. random guy walked past. <laughs> People that are listening, Newcastle is in a completely different state. And if you drove there, I think it would be probably about five yep. hours. That's yes, but yes, it is. Around about that. Um, he said he needs to catch a train and he needs $60. Can you buy me a train ticket to Newcastle? I've been kicked out my house. Then I was thinking, oh, I said, I can't help you to buy the ticket, but I can give you $50. So I gave him 50 cash before my husband came back to me. And then the guy, the retail store guy, do you know that person? I said, no, but he need help. So I gave him $50. So I connect with people really easy. (laughs) Because of your generosity. Uh, I, I just, okay, 
my friends always think um, you will, you know, he's, he's a scammer. But I said scammer is a human being as well. He needs love as well. Yeah. I said if anyone comes off me, needs something or anything, I'm here for anybody. But scammers mm. don't scam me too much because I do need to eat as well. <laughs> Yeah, and Tom will take care of that. <laughs> yes, so so I can give him fifty dollars to get, and then he goes to me when I gave him fifty. Goes, I need more, but I need to eat. And I said, "There's a restaurant down there; they might can help you." I was just trying yeah, to get rid of him. Right. I can't connect with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's only so much you can yeah. do. Um, and that was very generous of you to, yeah. to give him that money. But I, yeah, but um, I do, I do a lot of uh things which. I, sh- you know, like, you know, when you put pricing on an item, I sometimes put 555 or 111. I get different kind of people come and see me. So that's how I connect yeah. a lot of different ways. Yes. Yes. Amazing. And is there anything that you have coming up that you want to let people know about? Markets? Yes, workshops? I've got a, a workshop, a, a mini landscape workshop at Kupuru Square. Uh, not Kupuru Square, sorry, at um, at uh, Blissima Kupuru at Cav Road and I'm doing 21st of May, 9 to 12, uh, mini landscape. And I do have markets around, so come see my Urban Green by Fizzy Instagram and then you see me all different markets and you come buy plants and that $2 crystal vending machine, come in, I'll come and talk to me, you know. Meet this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful lady. And I'm so happy to talk to Eloise today. I said her name so many times. I guess everyone knows your name now, Eloise. <laughs> uh, I mean, even, even if they don't, it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not bothered. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining me and for just – I really think that this episode has been about, like, sharing stories of connection, of you know, the experiences that you had with seeing spirits um, and the ways that you connect yeah. with other people. So it's been Thank really Thank you good. for having me and I'm so grateful. Gratitude to everyone. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so if you liked what you heard, we would love a subscribe and a review. Otherwise, uh, we will <laughs> – otherwise, don't. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't like it, you can just, like, keep scrolling and never come back. That's fine. Um, but uh, we will be back um, in the, the future <laughs> for another episode, depending on my editing schedule and my podcasting schedule. Uh, I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.